Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halachas. Yoradeya Chelik Sheni, Hilchas Mila, Halacha Hei. In middle of paragraph Chaf Dalit, we're up to V'alkein Hatzadik Gavoya Mehamalochim. We dedicate the learning today, Lilu Nishmas, Yentafrad Lobas Rabbi Shuaye, Hareni Kaporas Mishkova, and for a complete Rafur Shalema and Hatzlacha for all those that need it. Including Chaviva Chana Bas Galia, Aviva Chaya Bas Esther Mindel, Shlomoy Ben Rivka Sprinza, David Ben Behia, Shandel Bas Leia, Yosef Ben Risa Chaya, Doiber Ben Fruma, Chaim Tzvi Ben Varalea, Doniel Yehoshua Ben Yente Frida Blima, Necharochel bas Hindaleya, Froma bas Genessa, Yehudis Nuchoma bas Miriam, Chaim Yitzchok ben Chanarivka, Dvoy Ragila Simcha bas Chava, Leia Esther bas Malka, Boruch Mordechai ben Tali, Soraleya bas Chavaliba, Avram ben Soraleya, Avigail Brocha bas Shiva Dvoira, David Lei ben Shena, Shlomenisim ben Mazel, Pesia bas Chai Esther, Chaim Arye ben Brocha, Chaim ben Rachel, Soromaya bas Sipura Rivka, Idis bas Miriam Bridal, Michal Sora bas Adasa, Gitgenel bas Sipura, Lebelea bas Sipura, Tuvit Svi ben Chai Aviza, Avivi Lona bas Yisbendel, Sarocha bas Yisbendel, Yehudis Ruchama bas Chavarus, Betzalo Yechiel Michal ben Tchiachava, Yisrael ben Chanalea, Yelet Shoshana bas Chanalea, Yanagoga bas Chanafega, Yaakov Yeshua ben Freindel Rechel, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Moshe Menachem Mendel ben Leia, Leib ben Jenya, Besoich Shar Choyle Yisrael. We're in the middle of a very, very important piece where Rav Nosanzal is explaining something that Rav Nosanzal presented in Sefer Hamidois, which they were people who tried using that against Rabbeinazal. Rabbeinazal there speaks about a person being able to rule over the animals, even wild animals, lions, tigers, if a person knows the nature of the animal. And there are people that, that wanted to say that Rabbeinazal was referring to science, scientific knowledge. And Rabbeinazal is giving a, a very powerful introduction and then he's going to address this, this issue directly. So we spoke about the fact that every single thing in this world has a malach appointed over it to, to, control, to, to feed it the energy, the ruchnius energy that it needs to live and to function. And now Rav and then Rav, Rav had said that the malachim are referred to as sichliim, there's something spiritual, ruchni, not gashmi, they're called sichlian. And they receive, each seichel receives from the seichel above it, from the seichel above it, until it goes all the way up to Hashem. V'yalkein ha-tzadik And based on what we're learning, we know that the tzadik is on a higher level than the angels. Ki gam ba-malochim ksiv because we find that even by angels, it says that they go up and they come back down. The angels are always going up and trying to lift themselves up in order to draw chius, das, sechel from Hashem. And they draw this das, which is their life, in this manner of rotsay vashoy, by going up and coming back down. And this is what enables these malochim to be Hashem's shlichim in order to give life and control everything that they're appointed over. Aval hamalochim enom bale However, an angel does not have free choice. And therefore, they can only receive this energy 
according to their hismanus, according to the shlichus that Hashem is giving them, based on the amount of chiyas that that malach is required to feed to that item that he's appointed over. And the malach cannot change that in any way whatsoever, <coughs> like a robot in a sense. But as we learned earlier, a human being, a tzaddik, who has free choice, has the ability to disconnect, detach himself completely from the materialistic world through his choice, by choosing to do that, choosing to do that bitul. And through this, the tzaddik rises up to the incredible high place that he rises up and plugs into Hashem. And the tzaddik has the ability through this beetle to draw new Torah all the time. Which is the chachma, the das, the seichel that gives life, spiritual life, and controls and 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 allows to exist the entire world. Because the Zohar Kodesh tells us that Hashem created the world with the Torah, and He continues to create the world anew every day with the Torah, with this new Torah that the tzaddikim are bringing down all the time. And through this, the tzaddik has the ability to draw chius for all the angels and for everything in the world that the tzaddik is appointed over and to do it according to his will. Based on the quantity and quality of Torah and Das that the Tzaddik draws back down as a result of the Beetle. And therefore a, a person, a Tzaddik, is on a higher level than angels and he rules over them and he has the ability to control the world the way he wants. Now, there are some people who don't learn enough. They don't learn enough Gemara. They hear something like this, and they say, this is Breslov, this is against, this is ridiculous, this is Meshuggah, this is other, other religions. There's a Gemara in Moit Kotten, where the Gemara says that Hashem rules over everything. And Hashem says, me, Moishel be, who rules over me? And Hashem answers, Tzadik. The Tzadik rules over me. As the Pesach says, Tzadik Moishel Beira Selikim. And the Gemara says, Hashem, makes, Hashem issues the decrees, and Hashem gives the Tzadik the power, the authority to override the decree. We find Rabbi Enazal says in Likud Imran, on the words in Tehillim, Lamnatseach Mizmoir, Rabbi Enazal says, Zamru Lamisha Menatschenoisai Vesameach. Sing to the one who is defeated. Others defeat him, and he's happy about it. Hashem is happy when the tzaddik succeeds in overturning the gzair of Hashem. So a tzaddik certainly has memshola over malochim. Obviously, we're talking about very great tzaddikim. V'zeh b'chinas hanez shel doniel, shekosov rabbeinazal, and with this we could understand the miracle that occurred for Daniel when Nebuchadnezzar had him thrown into a pit of starving lions. And Rabbeinazal writes there in Sefer Hamidos that Daniel knew the nature of the lion. This is not because he went to school, he went to general science classes. This is, as we said earlier, Daniel was one of the awesome tzaddikim who performed this beetle all the time. He would be mevatel himself completely to Hashem. 
Vehimshech Mishon Dast HaToyrah. And through this he was able to bring down incredible revelations of Torah. Shemishom kol koyach v'chius v'hanhogas v'aryeh. And it's from there, from the Torah HaKdoshah, that the lion draws his power, his energy, his life, which is his teva, his nature. Kigam ha-malach shehu ha-seichel ha-maneges because even the angel who controls the, the lion and, and, and guides him to have the exact nature that he has, the Malach receives his energy from the letters of the Torah, as Rabbi Nassau writes there in Sefer Amidois, in the paragraph before this paragraph, where he speaks about Daniel with the lines. Shekol hanevroim merumozim ba'oisyes ha-toyrah. Rabbein Hazal writes there that everything in creation is hinted to in the letters of the Torah. And in the letters of the Torah, the word aryeh, which is made up of an aleph, and a resh, and a yud, and a hey, those letters, the shape and form and everything about those letters is what defines the whole nature of a lion. Rabbi Nezal once said that if a person never saw a lion in his life and he knew the Torah well enough, by studying the Torah, learning the word Aryeh, he would be able to draw a picture for you. He'd be able to show you exactly what a lion looks like, every part of it, the tail and the feet and the head and the eyes and, and the nose, everything. And he would be able to tell you exactly everything about how a lion works, how a lion lives. And this is what it says there in Doniel, Hashem sent angels and they closed the mouths of those lions that they shouldn't harm Doniel in any way. That Malach himself, who is the one who is appointed over the lion and controls how the lion behaves, Hashem gave that Malach instructions and sent him to close the mouths of the lions. Because that Malach represents a piece of Seichel, a detailed piece of Seichel that controls the Teva of the lion, exactly how the lion behaves. However, Daniel, being the great Sadiq that he was, he was to draw Das from a much higher place than where that Malach is. Where this Malach, the Malach who's appointed over the lion, draws his das from, from where from Doniel, from where Doniel had das. And therefore Doniel definitely ruled over that Malach. And over the lions, the Alkain Nichnu And that's why the lions were subservient to Daniel. They wouldn't harm him in any way. Par- One time he says that the Shem was closing the mouth, and the second time he says that the name was the Moishel. Exactly. Both. There's a we know that Hashem is a Melech. Hashem is Melech and Moishel. And we know that the tzaddik is melech. There's, the Gemara says, man malki rabbonon. Who are the kings? The rabbonon. So kaviyachal, Hashem and the tzaddikim and the malachim are all being moishel of... And klal Yisrael. There's a posseh Yisrael mam That klal Yisrael are the kings of the world. So this is the malchus. The malchus is made up of Hashem, the tzaddikim, the malachim, klal Yisrael. All of that is malchus. All of that is controlling everything that's going on in the Bria. A question in the chat, somebody says that they once read that a person who has many problems, psychological problems and other problems, they won't be able to be mevatel themselves because of their, their inner pain won't allow them to disregard it in this way. 
And the author there said that first we have to offer a person a lot of psychological help, and only then will they be capable of beetle. The, the answer is that today, unfortunately, in many places, there's an attitude that there's religion, there's Torah, and there's psychology, therapy, and, and all of those things. And the Torah is a religious book. It teaches you religion. But in terms of understanding the psychology of a person, how a person's brain works and how a person's emotions work and everything, that has nothing to do with Torah. For that, you need psychologists, psychiatrists, therapists, medicine, and drugs. We don't agree with that at all. We believe that the Torah is the, the book of life, and the Torah is the book of Chachma, of Seichel Dikdusha. And a person who's qualified, the person who knows the Torah well, will be able to get the advice that they need and the refuas that they need from the Torah. I'm not talking about if a person has a splinter in their hand or a person has an infection on their finger that they can go to the Torah. There are people that could. We know the Balshemta, there was once a person who had a business problem that he had shipped cattle, a large shipment of cattle, and it was hundreds of thousands of dollars, and he didn't get any word whether it arrived or not, and he was very, very worried because Mamish, his whole fortune, all of his money was in that, that cattle shipment. And somebody told him, go to the Baal Shem Tov, he'll be able to help you. He goes to the Baal Shem Tov, and he says to him, he tells him his problem, and the Baal Shem Tov says to him, bring me a safer, bring me that safer from the shelf. And he brings him the safer, and I think it was the Zohar Kodesh. And the Baal Shem Tov is learning for a while, and learning, and he says, okay, your, your cattle is okay, your animal, your cows and ox, everything is okay. It arrived, but they, they couldn't tell you because this and this reason. So this person smiled. He says, you mean my behemoths are in the Zohar Kodesh? My cattle are in the Zohar Kodesh? He says, of course. We know that the, the, the Gemara says that Hashem Hashem looked into the Torah and created the world. So everything in creation is in the Torah. You just have to know how to look and where to look. So the, 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 the concept, there are certain rare cases where a person is, is, is in such a bad place where they need to be medicated first just to get them to a, a certain level of normalcy and then to be able to, to talk about Yiddishkeit, that kind of thing. But unfortunately, it's being taken very far today in many places where the Torah is in a back seat and, and any time there's a problem, any kind of problem in, in, in brain or in heart, it's time for the therapists and the psychologists and the psychiatrists to take over. And we don't agree with that. We don't agree. If there is a healthy, proper Torah authority, then that's, that's the first place to be consulted. That and tefillah and, and, and proper, proper behavior between people. Back inside, וזה בחינס הנס של דניאל, שכוסף רבן זל שהו ילדי שידי הטבע אריה, היינו כנאו. I'm sorry? חופי, פרגרף חופי. נמצא שכל מה שהאוטו מבטא לסעצמוי בו יסבורך. So we, from this we conclude that the more a person is able to be מבטא themselves to Hashem, that's what allows the person to run away and to disconnect from their suffering. And then when they come back down from the beetle, they draw Torah. And that's what gives the person the ability to really be consoled completely from the suffering that they had. This will give the person the ability to eliminate the Yisurim not temporarily, but permanently and totally. Because this person rules over the place where these Yisurim get their energy from. He rules over these Yisurim 
through his das, through his knowledge of Shehu HaToyrah Mabito, which is that high-level Torah that he draws from having gone through that Beetle. Aval, however, lefa'omim mezgabrim ha'isurim kol kach at shemevalvelim daitoch hasvishon ve'eno yocholishiv ha'toyra shu'adas karoi. However, Rav Nosson Zal says, based on what Rav Nosson says there, that sometimes the isurim are so powerful that even though this person was trying to do the beetle and to draw the toyra, the isurim are stronger and they don't allow the person, they confuse the person to a level where they can't draw that Torah that they need. And then these Yisurim, these suffering and problems, have the ability to overpower the person. And Rav Nosanzal says, therefore we find in the Gemara, that the Gemara tells us that the great Sadiqim, the Tanoim, Rabbi Elozeb, Rabbi Shimon, was on such a high level that he was able to invite his pains to come and he was able to tell them, now it's time to leave. After Dava now, I don't want to be disturbed, so go back into the closet. I'll tell you when to come back. Rabbi Elozeb, Rabbi Shimon, page 84. And Rav Nosanzal says, I heard this also from Rabbeinu Zal. This is mentioned in Shvoche Horan, Rabbi Nachman's wisdom, paragraph 24, that Rabbeinu Zal described the suffering, the incredible suffering that he had as a child, different things he went through. And Rabbeinu Zal said that he had the ability to turn it on and turn it off. When he wanted to turn it off, he could turn it off. When he wanted to bring it back on himself, he was able to do it. came, and therefore, a person who has suffering, or there's someone in their house who's very sick, the Gemara says, go to a Chacham, don't rely on yourself. Alone, don't rely on your own tefillahs alone. Shehu hatzadik ho'emes. We're referring to going to a real, true tzadik. Kamashom Rabbi Seinuzal, as the Gemara says in Baba Basra there. Kilav kolodom zoichelozeh. Because not every person is on this level. Lishloit al hateva bi'idiyosoi. To be able to rule over the nature of animals or the nature of a sickness or anything like that through the person's das, chokhmah. Rak he chokhom ha-tzadiko emes. But it's only the, the real chokhom, the tzadik emes, sheyochoi levatel atzmoi, who has this ability to nullify himself completely to Hashem, who is able to disconnect himself completely from gashmias, from materialism, v'yalkein kol pe'ulois ha-tzadik, levatel ha-yisurim v'choilas, and this will also explain why wherever we see a tzaddik accomplishing something major, eliminating suffering or sickness or any kind of problem, he does it through tefillah. The Gemara says this. The Gemara says, Ve'elisha da'ovid, berachmihu da'ovid. The miracles which Elisha Hanavi performed, he performed through tefillah. <coughs> Because the real main place and the real main method of accomplishing this beetle is in tefillah and through tefillah. And so too the miracle that took place for Daniel, that even after being thrown into a pit of hungry lions, he was saved. They didn't harm him at all. And we said it was through this process, through the beetle and drawing Torah, What really was the most important power in making that happen was the many, many tefillahs of Doniel. He davened a lot and intensely 
עד שאפילו בעץ שמוסרוי סוי, על שמספל השם יסבורך, to the point where we know in those days they issued a decree throughout the kingdom of Nebuchadnezzar that nobody is allowed to pray to any god, only to Nebuchadnezzar. And, and they were searching, like during the Inquisition, to see who's davening, who's, who's practicing any other religion. And they, they found Doniel, they thought Doniel was, 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 they wanted to catch Doniel. And Nebuchadnezzar said, no, 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 he's not, he's listening, he's doing the, the right thing. But it says afterwards, at one point it became time for Mincha, Omariv, and Nebuchadnezzar couldn't cover for Daniel because Daniel didn't care about them at all. He, he davened his tefillah. So even then, even after they gave him over, they were moister on him, they snitched on him, that he's davening to Hashem, he didn't stop at all for his spalal gamoz, and he continued to daven, as it says clearly in Daniel chapter 6, verse 15. Because Daniel knew that the only way he's going to be saved from them is through tefillah, which is the main beetle. It's interesting we're learning this right now because yesterday a person, a good friend from Ramat Beit Shemesh sent me a message he listened to one of these shurim, and he said that there are many svarim, other svarim, non-breastless svarim, that speak about meditation, and they speak about beetle, this concept of beetle, and they don't necessarily tie it to tefillah. They speak about other methods, breathing techniques and other things like that, by which a person can reach this state of beetle. And we're learning here, Rav Nosenzal is making it perfectly clear that Rabbeinazal's opinion on this and Rabbeinazal's way of doing this, the way of doing it and the best time to do it is in tefillah, connected to tefillah. And, and Rabbi Nosenzal touched on it, we had it I believe in the previous year, or two shirim ago, where Rabbi Nosenzal said it requires a person closing one's eyes and shutting down, not moving, not moving at all, not moving anything at all, but again, in term, except for tefillah. That a person can yes move, the words of tefillah. And that's the type of beetle that Rabbeinazal prescribed. There are other svarim that speak about meditation, they speak about, again, all of those other techniques and everything, but Rabbeinazal and Rabbeinazal's opinion was that nothing, none of that compares to tefillah, to tefillah, and again, especially this type of tefillah. question in the chat. So if therapists who are also religious Jews say our experience shows that psychological problems don't get cured by the Torah and that's why we have to apply psychology, then we have to conclude that the Torah is somehow wrong. It, it could be either wrong or incomplete. They're not reading the right books. If they were reading the right Sforim, those forum would be able to show, or again, to know how to read them. The Vilna Goyen, when he, towards, all the way at the end of his life, when he took out a Chumash and he studied Chumash, he was studying the Chumash with all the Gemaras, with the Zohar Kodesh, with Kabbalah, with everything. Those people who aren't on that level, people who are on a much lower level, true, their knowledge of Torah possibly cannot cure these problems. But we know today especially, when I say today, in recent times, many people are discovering that if they learn Sifrei Chasidus, and especially, especially Rabbeinazal's forum, people who had all kinds of problems, all kinds of mental, emotional, psychological problems, that these forum are the best medicine in the world. And all the therapy and psychology don't come close in any way to competing with the advice and the, the comfort and the encouragement and the motivation that a person can get from these forum. Paragraph Chavov, Vialkain, 
Now Rav Nosson takes it a step further. We had learned in the previous year that to be able to control animals, even wild animals, is easy compared to controlling a person, a human being. That when a person, has a, when a person is being attacked by animals or things like that, <clears throat> they're on a lower level than a human being. And if the human being is a real human being, if he has the das and the beetle and everything, he can certainly rule over them. But Rav Nosenzal had quoted the Zohar Kodesh and other Sforim, which say that when your enemy, when your opponent is a human being, then it's much harder, much, much harder. That's why it says by Ruvain that when, when, when the brothers wanted to kill Yosef HaTzadik, and Ruvain, it says Ruvain saved him, Vayatzileu, Hatzala, how did he save him? By having him thrown into a pit of snakes and scorpions. That's saving him? The answer is yes. Vayatzileu miyodom. He saved him from their hands. They are more dangerous than snakes and scorpions because a snake and scorpion doesn't have Bechira. It cannot bite unless it's given a direct command by Hashem to bite. And a human being has Bechira. A human being, Hashem lets the person sometimes do whatever they want. Chas v'shom. And therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu, whose, whose power was greater than all the tzaddikim, we see by Moshe Rabbeinu that even when a human enemy wanted to use a sword to chop his head off, <coughs> it couldn't harm him. <coughs> As the Medrash says, when, when Moshe Rabbeinu was telling over to Yisroi that Hashem saved me from the sword of Paroi, that when Paroi wanted to have Moshe Rabbeinu's head cut off and the executioner took a sword to chop his head off, Moshe Rabbeinu's neck turned into a block of marble and the sword couldn't cut him at all. Because even though we learned earlier, our rabbis tell us that from a weapon that's in the hands of a human being, it's much harder to be saved from that than even from a lion. That applies to other tzaddikim. Who is the greatest tzaddik? Even when Moshe Rabbeinu was dealing with a, a human opponent with a sword, Moshe Rabbeinu was still able to be mevatel himself completely. Even when human beings rose up against him to kill him with a sword. And that's what enabled Moshe Rabbeinu to, to remove the power from the sword that was in the hands of this human being, and he was saved from him. Because now Rav Nosanzal explains, if we say that a human being has the ability to block a person, to be an obstacle, a mania, to block a person from coming close to Hashem. Machmashu bal b'chira, because a human being has b'chira, mikolshkein vekolshkein, yesh koyach lehaodam hatzadik lehinotzal mimenu. Then for sure, for sure, for sure, a tzadik has power with his b'chira to be saved from this opponent, from this obstacle. Because the Gemara says that the good is always stronger than the bad. So if the bad has that much power, the good has to have even more power. So that even the person who's being chased and persecuted by his enemy, <coughs> that person, the victim, also has Bechira. Rakshikarhapachad, Humasha Hasoine Hamoinea, Mizgaber Kolkach, 
However, what, what are we afraid of? We're afraid that the enemy is going to be so powerful to the point where he's going to frighten, he'll scare the person and weaken him and thereby cause him to become distant from the truth. But when the person who's being chased, when the person who's being attacked is strong in his mind, he has no doubt in his mind of what the right thing is. And he's always looking at what, what the tachla, what's really right, what's the real, he's looking at his oilam haba, at his real future. No enemy in the world will be able to defeat him. Rav Nosan Zalayetz, There's a lot, a lot to say about this. Because even if the person we're talking about is on a very low level, very small, and he doesn't even reach up to the ankles, of the previous tzaddikim, the previous great people, Afal Pikin, despite that, Keneged Zed Sorach Sheyeda, opposite that thought, the person has to realize, Shebevadai lo Yishlach Olova Shemizborach Soinei, Shiyemoinea Kozeh, Shaloyuchalamuid Negdoi. Hashem will never send a person, an enemy, an opponent, that the person cannot defeat. We know there's a rule in the Gemara. The Gemara says, Hashem doesn't want us to fail. He wants us to succeed. There's a rule, no pain, no gain, that in order to strengthen your muscles and everything, you have to have resistance. You have to have opposition. And the stronger the resistance, the stronger you'll become. There is an exception to this rule. There are certain rare cases where Hashem wanted Jews to die, to be killed, to die, Al Kiddush Hashem, in order to sanctify the name of Hashem. Rab Zal says, Rab Zal tells us that that's something that every Jew knows deep down in his heart that he's willing, that if it comes to that, like in the Spanish Inquisition or in other cases like that, uh, if it comes to my religion or my life, I'm going to choose my religion. However, in the majority of cases, it's only a test. The person is being tested to see if they're going to hold on to their emuna, their emun in Hashem, their emun in the tzaddik, and if they'll hold on to their truth. And the person won't become weak and quit because of the enemies, because of the opposition. And when the person is solid in their, in their mind, when they have no doubts at all, and the person is always thinking about what's really right, what's the real truth, the person will definitely be able to stand up to the opposition, to the tests. And what will give the person the ability to do this? The most important thing is, the power of the true tzaddik, who is his rabbi, from whom he received these, chidu, these true chidushe Torah, which the rabbi, the tzaddik, was able to bring down to the world through an incredible, incredible high level of bitul. And through this, all the enemies, all the opposition, will end up capitulating and falling before him. Because let them and a thousand others like them fall, get lost, 
And one word from Rabbeinu Zal's Torah will not become nullified. In other words, here we're going to see Rabbeinu Zal speaking here again about something Rabbeinu Zal wrote, and there were people who wanted to use that as proof that Chas V'Shom, Rabbeinu Zal's an apikoiris, and Rabbeinu Zal's saying <coughs> that they have no idea who they're dealing with. They don't have no idea that every Chiddush and Torah that Rabbeinu Zal received, he got through tremendous beetle through tremendous Yisurim and Bitul and coming from a very high place. Any questions, please? That there is an extra Shmir on Klal Yisrael. Exactly. Otherwise, how would we be, how would we be here till now? In every generation, there are so many different enemies that are trying to destroy Klal Yisrael. Rabbi? Yes. If we're saying that the Bechira of a Tzaddik is so great, should we say that, <clears throat> that a person who's having a machlokas with a Jew should be even more concerned than having a machlokas with a Goy? Because the machlokas with a Jew, the Jew has more power, has, has more, a greater opportunity to do damage. The answer is yes. There's a Pasuk, a famous Pasuk in the Navi. Um, that the greatest destroyers of Klal Yisrael will come from within Klal Yisrael, unfortunately, yes. I believe the founders of communism, you know, some of them were, were, came from the Jewish nation and others like that, unfortunately. The Gemara says that the, the hate that a Goy has for a Jew is something that they, they that's passed down in their mother's milk, that ace of Soineus Yaakov. But the Gemara says the hate that an Amoretz has for a Talmud Chacham is much worse than that. Amoretz here meaning a Jew, a Jew who is anti Torah. His hate is worse than the hate of a guy for a Jew. And then the Gemara says, and worse than that is Ashes Amoretz, the wife of an Amoretz. That's the worst level of hate. Rabbi, could you explain why would that be? Why would that be? Possibly because of what you said, more powerful. More powerful. That, that when, when the Sitrach Achra is able to turn something that was holy, good, make it bad, it's much, much more powerful than, than something that was just bad, period. Rabbi Nassau made a statement that a... a uh, a chosid shapirish, a, a person who comes close to a tzaddik and then leaves the tzaddik, quits, is worse than a mishumad, worse than somebody who changes their religion sometimes. Again, because this person connected to such a high level of kedusha, and then they reject that, they refuse that, that's considered a greater loss than, than a person who didn't connect to the tzaddik. And, and left. And the challenge of a wife of an Amaret, that would be because she's more you know, closer to Kedusha or something? That I don't know. That I don't know, but that's the wording of the Gemara. Could take a look to see how the Mephoshim, if the Mephoshim explain why that is. We know that by Homon, <coughs> It says, Aruro Zeresh Eishes Mavchidi. We say it in Shoshana Siyakoy. And it fits in beautifully with what we're learning here. That Rav Zal hit the nail on the head when Rav Zal said the, the main concern is the pachad. That we're afraid that by a person having this kind of opposition, <coughs> we're afraid <coughs> that the person... Rav Nassar said that, that the person will, will have fear and get chalishu sadas. That that was the, the, the concern, the big concern. 
it says there that there's a creeper called Zeresh. Zeresh was the wife of Haman. And she's referred to as Ashes Mavchidi. That's this creeper that makes, that instills fear into a religious Jew, fear that by being religious, I'm going to fail, Chasushon. That by being more, by davening, learning those things, I won't have parnos, I won't have chasshom. Or by coming close to the, a true tzaddik, again, I'll lose my friends, I'll lose my, all the different types of fear that the Sahara tries to instill. see a comment in the chat that somebody said they thought they heard on one of my Rebbe's shurim, Rav Rosenfeld's shurim, that the, the wife's hatred is coming from a place of jealousy, envy. We know that that's something that really feeds sinner. It says by the brothers of Yosef Tzadik, They were jealous, they hated him, and they couldn't have a peaceful conversation. Now Rav Nosenthal goes back to addressing the Pusik that he quoted earlier. He started explaining it, now Rav Nosenthal is going to explain it even more. The Pusik in Yeshaya where Hashem says, Onoichi, Onoichi, Hu Menachemchem. I, I, He consoles you. Shtei Pomem Onoichi, twice Onoichi. Hainu Bechinas Habitul Berotsoi Voshoit. The two anoichis are referring to this beetle process which requires going up and coming back down. Because when a person engages in this beetle, closing their eyes completely and disconnecting completely from the physical world, then the person connects to the oneness of Hashem, Sheshom Kuloitoiv. Where there, there's only good. <clears throat> and during that time, any, any judgments, any suffering, any pain that the person was going through stops completely. And that's the first anoichi. Because when a person goes into that mode, the person feels and knows that there's nothing else, there's only Hashem, which is all oneness, all goodness. But afterwards, when the person is coming back down from that, and Rabbi Nezal tells us there in chapter 65 in Likut Imran, which this halacha is based on, that when the person comes back down, the Yisur, very often the Yisurim come back stronger. And then the solution is the Torah that the person draws down as a result of the imprint from that beetle. That's the second Anoichi. Loimar to tell us, that they're both one. As we find in a Pasuk at the end of Chumash Dvorim, where Hashem says, It's me, it's all me. Hainu Anoichi Hashem Shehergashto Bishasabitu. The, uh, the I am Hashem, which you felt when you were going through that beetle, anoichi hu biatzmi. That's the, the essence of Hashem. Vezehu nechmosach. And that's your consolation. Bechinas anoichi, anoichi hu menachemchem. Ki afalpi she'achar habitul, yef shaleida kamoish b'shas habitul, because even though when a person is coming down from that beetle, they don't have that same incredible high that they had when they were in that state of Beetle. They don't know the essence of Hashem as well as they knew it during the Beetle. However, that imprint that's left from the Beetle shines into a person's brain. 
And then if that person will study Torah, if that person will receive Torah, the Torah will console the person. The Torah will soothe the person and, and smooth out all the pain and suffering. And the Torah will inform him and enlighten him. That you tasted, that you experienced during your beetle. It's the same Anoichi that's with you now when, you, when you're coming, coming down from the beetle. And that's the one who is being Menachem you. Because Hashem's intentions are definitely for our good. And all the pain and suffering and judgments will definitely come to an end. We have that Pasuk, where the Pasuk in the Toichacha, where Hashem says, I'm going to get so angry at the Jews, I'm going to use up all my arrows on them. I'll use up all my arrows on them. So a person reads that, they say, Wow, so much suffering. And the, the Gemara gives another a twist on it, that the arrows are going to get used up, but we are not going to get used up. We're still going to be around. The arrows will finish. The Demida Sadin, the suffering, is going to come to an end. We won't. Hashem is eternal and Klal Yisrael is eternal. Note, Anoichi, Anoichi, I, I, Hu Menachemchem, He is consoling you. What's going on here? There's a contradiction here in Dikduk. Is it I or is it He? And, and I mention this many times, that there are many psukim to show this, that this is showing that the Yeshua is coming from the Keser, which is called Nistar, hidden. There's Noichach and Nistar. Noichach is... <coughs> When I'm in a room here, when I'm here with you, I say, I said this and this. When I'm talking about someone who's not here, somebody who's hidden, I say, he said, he said, that kind of thing. So the anoichi, anoichi, Hashem is telling us, I, I, hu menachem chem, your nechama is going to come from the keser, from the beetle. Al Hashem, vatispal el chano, al Hashem, hashlech al Hashem yohavcha. It's coming from upstairs, from that highest place. Now Rav Nosan is going to go into the next psukim. There are some more psukim over there in Yeshaya that continue this thought and clarify it more. And Yitz Hashem will take this up in the next year. Any questions? Wishing everybody a wonderful day. Yeshuais, Refuais, Nechamois, Simchas, the Gula Shlema, the final Nechama, with the coming of Moshiach and Herabi Amenu, Amen Vi Amen.